Lord. Good Lord, what's up? I just found a random purple string in my floor. Where did that come from? <laughs> what? Uh, Brandon, this is the Magic Lantern Show. This is indeed the Magic Lantern Show. What are the official podcast of? Uh, we're the official podcast of the disappointment of my dad's love. Because <laughs> it doesn't exist. Brandon. <laughs> What's up? You don't listen to past episodes, do you? No, I don't. <laughs> last week I said we were disappointments to our fathers. Did you really? I didn't listen to last week's episode. Oh, yeah, God. see, you done goofed. So I'm going to go now, and then you can you can take mm. the time to think of a new one. No, I was just winging it. I didn't prepare one. You guys, like, write yours down like nerds. No, I just kind of, like, a little peek behind the curtain. I just kind of, like, go, hey, I'm recording today. What's something I really enjoy? Today, we're the official podcast of Mr. Pib because it doesn't get enough fucking love. <laughs> Everybody's like, it's just a knockoff Dr. Pepper, but it doesn't taste anything like Dr. Pepper. No, it tastes like Dr. Pepper's dumb cousin that drank battery acid. Yeah, and it's delicious. <laughs> it's terrible. It's so bad. Oh. You only drink Mr. Pib when there's no other option and Dr. Pepper is not there. No, I will literally, there is days where, like, if, if a restaurant... It's very unlikely because Mr. Pip is a Coke product and Dr. Pepper is a Snapple product. But yeah. if they're both on the same menu, I'll fucking take Pib. <laughs> You're fucking weird. What are we doing? What are we doing with our lives? This is our uh, soda nothing. podcast it's called yeah. Poppin' Caps. We are Poppin' Caps. Oh, that was... Uh, you ever think about taking an improv school? I know we're getting yeah, <laughs> I, I was actually what... my boss at work, and I was like, "So I think I'd be really good at improv, but like stand-up comedy is hard." <laughs> yeah, uh, we're gonna do we're gonna do a little thing where we're actually gonna do news for once. Oh shit, we still do that. We're a podcast. We're the official podcast of people that still do news. Yeah. yeah. What is the news? We have news. Um, so. This is this episode's gonna air end of. I don't want I don't want to date the episode, but we're just gonna cover some stuff that happens in September thus far as of recording. Yeah, that we haven't touched on yet. Uh, and I tried not to. I tried to keep just a short amount of news because we like to ramble. This is true. Yes. Brandon, veteran actor Burt Reynolds, has died. Indeed, he has at the ripe young age of eighty-two years old. The man, the myth, the mustache. <laughs> uh, do you know him from much? Nope, never heard of the guy. Never <laughs> in my life have I ever heard of Let me just Google him right now. Uh, mm. he, he was in Cannonball Run. He was in Smokey and the Bandit. I like Smokey and the Bandit. Let's, let's pull up his IMDb and just see how long this list is real quick. Um, Moly. He was in The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. The best little whorehouse in Texas. Dolly like Parton. Um, he was in. He was in the uh, Dukes of Hazard with Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. Can you believe they put Johnny Knoxville in a Dukes of Hazard movie? <sighs> I try not to remember the mid two thousands, Brandon. What do you mean? That was such a good movie. It wasn't. Was it though? So yeah, Burt Reynolds. He was also. Uh, he was in the first issue of Playgirl magazine. Yeah. 
where he famously posed uh, nude. I totally have that issue. On a bearskin rug. <laughs> All the youngins out there will know it as the thing Deadpool parodied for his movie. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, what else we got? Speaking of strong, burly men, Henry Cavill was cast in the Witcher Netflix TV series. Which I didn't know was a thing until you mentioned it the other day. Kind of exciting. Uh, do you play the Witcher? I've not played it myself, but I watched my buddy Brian play through. I was like, damn, this game's pretty fucking hard. And he's like, it's so dope, though. And I just watched him play through it. I was, like, stuck in a trance. The game is sick. I played Witcher 2 for, like, uh, 15 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) So cultured. I just need to sample it. Witcher Uh, 3 was really good. That's what I watched him play through. uh, So, I I mean, I would assume... If I'm being cynical, I would assume this is Amazon is making a Lord of the Rings series. Oh, really? Yeah, it's going to be the most expensive TV show ever made. What a mistake. We're wasting all that money on Lord of the Rings. Okay. Oh, spoilers. I hate Lord of the Rings to all of our 10 viewers. But I think so. It's very clear that Lord of the Rings for Amazon is going to be their Game of Thrones competition. Okay. And I think Witcher is going to be the Netflix Game of Thrones competition. Is it? I don't know. I like d- magic, like dragons and magic and bullshit and medieval right. stuff. Yeah, and- I got it. I just I'm afraid of Netflix absolutely butchering it. Another like game adaptation of a show or movie is just makes my skin crawl. While we're on the topic, they have a Castlevania um, anime that's a Netflix exclusive. I just want to hear it's damn good and gory as hell. Maybe I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it gets good good stuff. Um, Maybe we should all check it out, viewers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Henry Cavill, is he in or is he out? So, from the articles that I read, he's like, out. But someone said that he recanted what he said. I'm like, just make up my mind. I personally don't give a shit either way. I mean, like we've said many times, I'm sick and tired of Superman movies anyway. I will, I will argue Henry Cavill is probably my favorite Superman thus far. Oh, yeah. I think, right. I think this is just... Uh, I think it's just talk right now. I don't think anything's official. I think he's still Superman. But I think with Ben Affleck being in rehab... And Henry Cavill getting this big Witcher role, which is probably going to take up some of his time. A bunch people, of people not liking any of the current DC except for Wonder Woman. I think Warner Brothers is just being like, where do we go from here? What are our options? We got to replace Batman because Affleck hates the job. Yeah. And he's, and he's apparently an alcoholic. Uh, you know, Henry Cavill. I didn't hate Affleck as Batman as much as I wanted to. Exactly. To be completely honest. He's okay. But, completely okay. So the news broke that he is no longer going to play Superman, mostly because of scheduling errors and because Warner's trying to focus on a Supergirl movie. Because that's which, something we need. Which, okay, so I see this as them going, people applauded Wonder Woman for being like, there's actually a female superhero movie. Yeah. And it's good. And I think Warner Brothers is getting the wrong idea and being like, Here's another female-led movie, which is good. Like, keep pushing it. Marvel's not doing it yet. Right. Powerful roles has worked for them because they did it once, and it wasn't the shittiest movie they put out. The problem being, 
I can't trust Warner Brothers to take something they thought was initially good and continue making it good. Yeah, over and over. Man, Batman vs. Superman, it was divisive. Some people like it, some people hate it. You know what? I'm not going to give my thoughts on it right now. Yeah, that's and then another they go, <laughs> They lean into it and they go, Suicide Squad! Like, people like the dark and gritty Batman vs. Superman for Batman and Superman. Nobody gives a shit <laughs> about your characters. So I don't know. I think we'll have to do an episode DCEU in the future. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize in advance. I mean, they've already heard us give our opinion on a lot of it without doing a full episode. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it'll still happen. You'll still hear it. Uh, do you yeah. want to hear about another dark and gritty movie series? I do. Kate Beckinsale has stated that she will not return for another Underworld movie. Um, can I break your heart? Break my heart! I've never watched a single Underworld movie in my life. Okay, so here's what I'm going to pitch to you right now, okay? One? One is really good in a mid-2000s goth kid way. <laughs> so you might like it. Oh, two, wow. Two is more ambitious, but I don't think it's better. Three is a prequel, which potentially might be better than both. I'm, not, I'm undecided. And four and five. I think that we prefer prequels on this podcast. <laughs> Facts. And four and five. I don't remember much of four, which probably means it wasn't great. And five. <laughs> I remember being okay. There's five Underworld movies. There's five. Oh, I haven't seen a single one that's so awful. It is. It's. I. I equate Underworld and Resident Evil as like the two film series where I know they're super bad. <laughs> but I'm like, no, I need to see every new one just just to fulfill my brain. I think if, if it's a movie I'm thinking of, I'm pretty sure Underworld's soundtrack back in the day had like a lot of songs that I'd like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I still yeah. watched the movie. Was it like 2002 and you were like, fuck yeah, Mudvayne. Ugh. Hey, don't at me, man. Shit. <laughs> um, I hate you. Final piece of news. Yep. You can look at the pictures if you'd like. They were put in our uh, our conversation a couple of days ago. Captain Marvel, yep. Entertainment Weekly dropped uh, some photos from the set of Captain Marvel. Did you check them out? Uh, yeah, totally. Definitely. That's a no. It's an A. Okay. So you click, fa- <laughs> you click Facebook Messenger, and then you click the name <laughs> of the chat, and you scroll through the photos. Oh, no. So some backstory on Captain Marvel. Yes. While, you're, while you're trying to search. Uh, Captain Marvel is going to take place in the 90s. Going to have a young Sam Jackson from S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, Agent Coulson. And Captain Marvel is going to get her powers from Captain Marvel, played by Jude Law. Essentially, Captain do you know... Oh. Do you know anything about Captain Marvel? No, not really. I'm going to break it down as simple as possible. In comic history, in the 60s, she was essentially a Lois Lane to Captain Marvel, who is now called Captain Marvel. Um... And then towards the 70s, they were like, you know what? Fuck it. Make her the superhero. So now she's essentially, if I had to describe her, imagine if Green Lantern oh, no. was the strongest character in DC. He's barely a character in DC. <laughs> but like Captain Marvel is like Green Lantern, but she can kick everybody's ass. I'm down she can you ever you ever watching the like the nineties X Men cartoons? You ever watch those? No. 
I don't know why I try with you. Did you have you seen the picture? <laughs> you didn't send pictures to the chat, dude. I just I did. for a bit. Okay, okay. We're we're doing this live. We're arguing in front of the kids right now. <laughs> Mom and okay. Dad I'm looking at them right now. <laughs> I didn't find them. Okay. Listen very carefully. You go into our chat. Are you in the chat? Mom PC. <sighs> oh my God. <laughs> you click the chat name. Hang on. Hang on. I totally got this. I totally got this. All right. What are you trying to show me? Okay. There's pictures of Captain Marvel. Do you see it? Uh, how do you think her costume looks? Click. There it goes. Um, I don't know, man. You gotta let me know what picture you're looking at. I'm There's looking like six at him standing there, like in the fucking desert. Uh, he's in the water. Sin. Wait. Green face guy. Oh my god. I'm looking at it now. Yep, green face guys in the water. Okay, so those are the scrolls. Do you know anything about the scrolls? I feel like part of my memory is like, that looks familiar, but what the fuck is it? No, barely. Hit me with it. Hit you with it. Uh, the scrolls are just an alien race that can shapeshift into anybody. Oh, I see the other picture you sent as well. I feel like the live-action adaptation doesn't look horrible in comparison to the comic book version of it that you also sent. Uh. Yeah. Oh, do you see them all right now? Yeah, I'm, I'm like in the chat, like on PC, looking at them all. So I don't know if you noticed, that is Ronan the Accuser from Guardians of the Galaxy. Saying, is that Ronan there? What the? That was literally just about to say it, and you said it. This is this is pre-politic political extremist Ronan. Oh, that probably explains why that dude, the actor that plays him, is still doing like Comic Cons. Like he's still relevant. Mm-hmm. Uh. And then there's a there's a photo of her and her her space squad. She's gonna be running. Whole lot of gang shit. Uh, and then young Sam Jackson. How do you feel about that? I think he looks great. Yeah, doing pretty fucking good for himself. Holy moly! I mean, in in his defense, Sam Jackson looks like young Sam Jackson, anyways. Yeah, does that guy even age or what? Someone like figure this out. No, he busted open that suitcase from Pulp Fiction, and there was. Just like... <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's our news, man. That's it. Last piece of news is that uh, a new Tenacious D movie was slightly kind of announced on accident, sort of on purpose. Oh, supposed to come out October, but we've gotten. We can't watch it. No, well, that's just it. Is Jack Black kind of said like at a live event, he was like, "Oh yeah, we're totally doing a new movie. I'm not sure where you'll be able to see it, but uh, it's happening." What does that mean, Jack Black? Like almost in, that's barely paraphrasing. What if what if you went to see Jack Black and Kate Blanchett's the, the House with the Clock in the Walls? Have you seen the trailer for that? No. What the hell is that? It's a movie. You can look at it when you're done. It's like goosebumps with magic. Um What if you went to see that, but instead of that movie, the intro was like, Yeah, this isn't actually this, it's Tenacious D, it's a secret. We cloverfield it. Cloverfield <laughs> it. Uh so this this Tenacious D news got us thinking we should rewatch Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny and talk about it. And we did that. We did just And goddamn it's a masterpiece. Holy shit. So a lot of people don't like this movie. How? It's the greatest <laughs> musical ever made. 
And that's just it. It's like, I don't know. Maybe I'm a little biased because I like Tenacious D's music even without all of the entire film. Mm-hmm. But man, 2006, and they hit us with a modern day musical, and it wasn't garbage. Yes, everyone's like, "Oh, uh, that movie's so stupid." Ew. I got some. I got some special facts. I got some special facts. I'm going to sprinkle all throughout this. Uh, this talk. Do it, Salt Bay some trivia facts. So, I think I thought today we'd do something a little different than we usually do. Instead of just broadly talking about what we like about the movie. I thought we'd go in order. I wrote down the track list of the of the album, oh. which would, as like as like a guide for the story points. Okay, I'm in it today. I'm in it. I had Mr. Pib. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> I'm sorry you started with disappointment. <laughs> oh, always. So, the movie starts with a young Jack Black, indeed, and his and his father Meatloaf. Meatloaf. I'm sorry. Do you not know who Meatloaf is? Yes, I know who Meatloaf is. Oh, thank God. I was like... People who know who Meatloaf is, and when they like, <laughs> give him a cameo in anything, people are like, I'm like, oh, shit, it's Meatloaf. And people are like, the fuck is Meatloaf? And I'm like, not just a disappointing dinner. Also, a person. <laughs> <laughs> Meatloaf, the official food of the Great Depression. <laughs> It's just meat that you did minimal to. You just got hot meat. You made a burger brick. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Trivia, trivia fact number one, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie is the first movie that Me Love sang in since 1970-somethings. The Rocky Horror Picture Show. How fucking old is Meatloaf? <laughs> Super old. He feared that singing in movies would delegitimize him as an actual actor, and he felt that this cameo would ruin his career. But you know what? He did it anyways because fucking tenacious D. Did you know if you Google Meatloaf, you won't find the person? You'll just. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's fine. (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Contain myself. So, so young Jack Black uh, sings a song that uh, is titled Kickapoo. Indeed. uh, And his father tells him that rock and roll is the devil's music, and he rips all of his posters, and he says, you're grounded. And he leaves. But one. A poster of who, Brandon? Rest in peace, my man, Ronnie James Dio. Yes, and Dio tells him to go to um, where? Hollywood. Hollywood. <laughs> 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 the song. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So he goes to like four different Hollywoods across the country, and finally lands in Venice Beach, where he meets a a, a street performer named Kyle Gass. That's the one. He's kind of a dick. Huge, arrogant douchebag when he first meets him. Uh, trivia fact number two. Did you realize this movie takes place in the 1990s? Is that facts? The So, I don't know if you knew this. There's a TV show. There's a Tenacious D TV show. There is? Do you not know this? Oh, my God, Brandon. I feel like I should have known that. I feel like you've probably seen it before. I probably have so, realizing it. Uh, so, the TV show... Filmed in the 90s, because that's after the band formed. 
this movie is supposed to be like their fake origin. So this movie takes place in the 90s. I had no fucking idea. Yeah, I had no idea. It's crazy. It's timeless. That's what the kids would say. Yeah. Uh, so Kyle Gass is a bit of a dick, and Jack's just like, he's the most masterful guitar-fingered man I've ever heard in my life. And they sing Classico, which might be the best song in this movie. Highly underrated, considering it's like a minute. Like, <laughs> I think it's not even a full minute of them actually playing. Yeah. Oh, shit, it's 58 seconds. Barely a minute. Probably the best in the entire thing. That's debatable because there's there's a bunch of bangers in this entire album. Shit. I think like I love a lot of I love like every one of the songs, but I love them all for a different reason. Yes. But I've also spent the last like twelve years giving those songs different reasons to love them. Like mm-hmm. songs mean a lot and near they're near and dear to my heart, Austin. When I listen <laughs> to Tenacious D, I remember exactly where I was. Every and the I'm like, oh, in eighth grade in study hall, listening to this song, like specifically every, yeah. every song has its own. Um, the only person who did that, like I brought that up to my coworker one day. I was like, you ever hear a certain song and it like mentally gives you a feeling and a picture of exactly like where you are. Like that one song, like you could listen to that song a million times, but it'll still remind mm-hmm. you of like that one specific time where it just like hit you in the heart. He's like, yeah. Oh, and I was like, oh, now it's weird. <laughs> now it is weird. Uh, so Jack wants to be the apprentice to Kyle, and Kyle essentially tells him to fuck off. Yeah. The one man show. So Jack gets the shit kicked out of him by, in my stupidity, I said mimes, not connecting. <laughs> that Holy shit, you're so stupid. I'm so stupid. I wonder why I'm so stupid all the time. <laughs> um, they're they're parodies of the guys from Clockwork Orange, the gang. Yeah, I can't remember what they're called because I've seen Clockwork Orange once, and while it's a beautifully shot film, there's some parts that are just like I don't want to watch that in a movie. <laughs> so um, one sec, Meatloaf is still alive. <laughs> you didn't know this? I thought he was definitely dead by now. Oh my god. Okay, so super old. Move, moving on, Kyle pretends that. Uh, he beat up the mimes and scared them away when that's not true at all. But you miss the most important part is we get baby as a little song, which is oh my, my favorite just for that one note. He hits. Ah! <laughs> oh, not that part. <laughs> he just <laughs> being born. <laughs> uh, baby is a great song. Yeah. Um, uh, so Kyle takes, uh, Jack Black, back. <laughs> it's hard. Okay, so we have to establish right now in this movie, Kyle's never. Kyle's called Kyle. He calls his band the Kyle Gas Project. Yeah, but he doesn't go. He isn't called Kyle. He calls him KG. Yeah, he calls him KG or Cage. Yeah, Rage Cage. A rage Cage. <laughs> and Jack is never called Jack. He's always called JB or Jables. Yeah. So, for the audience, because KG and JB sound similar, Kyle and Jack. So that's where I'm getting confused here. That doesn't sound as cool. It doesn't. Jables and Rage Cage sounds way better. Kyle and Jack made some songs. Those are like the two most generic white dude names you could think of. 
Well, I mean, but have you have you seen the movie? They're two generic white dudes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Kyle takes Jack in to teach him everything he knows about being a professional rocker. Yep. Despite the fact that Kyle is not a professional rocker. He's a just at best. And his mother sends him checks in the mail for I love you, pumpkin. I love you, pumpkin. And and Jables finds the check. Hey, what's this check? <laughs> it's just my song. Uh, it's, it's a song. I love you, pumpkin. I think he says it's like really big or some shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> Out of his hand. Uh uh, he learns. He learns how to power slide. It's the most powerful move. Power sliding on carpet. It makes me cringe every single time. Uh, it does. I was just thinking that. I'm like, he gets like two inches. <laughs> he like he just lands on his knees and he's like, that felt so good. <laughs> so good. Um, what else? He learns how to do a cock push up. This is important for later in the film. A push-up is where you lay flat on the ground on your stomach, and you lift yourself off the ground with nothing but your boner. Indeed. I do one every day. Best way to start the day. Kyle claims he does one very often. (laughs) Jack cannot do one. (laughs) Um, And then he does the gig simulation, which is basically recordings of taunting and hitting Jack in the head with bottles while he's trying to perform. Paper plate, paper plate, that was holy. Paper plate faced crowd. Yes. Uh, the pizza guy, I should know his name. Why don't I know his name? Leo is his name. Right? Leo. Thank you. Leo. <laughs> Leo is like their unofficial, unofficial groupie biggest fan, Robin. And that's only because he like, <clears throat> when we actually skipped over a bit even, because, like, even, like, after the fact, when he's, like, out on his own, when Jables is out on his own, getting money from mm-hmm. pizza and everything, like, the pizza guy is in this movie a ton, but he doesn't actually do anything, like, ever. Okay. Brian, I'm going to stop you there. If you were to watch the TV show, Lee was in, like, every episode. Is he? Yeah, he's, like, their best friend. Does he do anything in the show? I think he's in, I want to say he's in at least every episode. I think he gets stalkerish at some point. He already is in the movie. I think that's why he's in the movie. Um, Sense. So, uh, during this confrontation, Jack has a meltdown, and they're going to do bong loads and play a maximum overthruster. But then Kyle's mom calls and leaves a message on the answering machine saying that they're not going to pay for his rent anymore. And ends it by saying, I love you, pumpkin. I love you, pumpkin. And then Jack realizes Kyle's a fraud. You're just a fake. And then he says, who are you? And then we get a flashback of young chubby Kyle Cass, who's also bald. Because he rips off his entire wig while, like, fighting over the remote. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Does your mom push that thing for you? (laughs) Um, So Jack also gets mad that Kyle spends the rent money on something that's not rent, and it turns out to be a sweet guitar for JB. Oh, which looks. By the way, I'm gonna hit you with one because this I care too much. That guitar was made custom, like one of one for Jack Black. There aren't even replicas of that guitar in the world because it was a custom-made acoustic SG body with the custom fretboard and custom headstock and everything. There is one really in existence. Gibson made Damn. it just 
for Jack Black. Wow. Now we know. Jack Black has the most expensive guitar in the history of the world. Probably not the most expensive, but one of the most... Definitely. Uh, Jack Black dies. So... Oh my god! Don't even talk about that. Well, future episode. If we're still podcasting by the time show's <laughs> over, I'm on it. <laughs> so, so realizing that they are true best buds and they they're meant to do the great things, Jack says that they're going to name the band Tanakh, which is the birthmark on his ass. It is indeed. To which KG responds, "Dude, I have a birthmark on my ass too." And then we get this crazy shot of their ass cheeks touching. <laughs> and it says, and the pizza guy Leo's like, guys, look. And it says, tenacious D. <laughs> it's so weird. You know what I really love in this movie? He is so fucking quotable. What I love in this movie is A, the beginning. Did you watch it online or do you have it? I downloaded it because I don't have a physical copy of it and I didn't want to wait to buy one. Did yours include the John K intro, which is like a cartoon? Um, of them like their characters running around and shit, like through the intro. Yeah, and they, yeah, and they fart. Yeah. Okay, so John K made Run and Stimpy. <laughs> really, that kind of makes sense. And uh, so he did this intro for him, and then I love these weird, like, it's almost like chapter bookmarks of tarot cards, and then there'll be like a little tiny song in there. Which is where you get things like Destiny and like the Divide and things like that. Yeah. So good. Um, so from there, they're trying to figure out how they're going to be the best band. And they can't make it work. So they go to the um, open, mic night. open Mic Night, which <laughs> I know I said Classico is my favorite song. The History of Tenacious D might be my favorite song. And what? Oh, and I rewatched this again, like I said, which inspired this entire episode. They came up with a fo- fucking solid song, like in seemingly minutes. <laughs> it's the history of Tenacious D, and it's an entire theoretical origin story of Tenacious D, because obviously we're watching the origin story. And it it blows my mind that nobody in the crowd likes it. Yeah, everyone's just like, "This is actual garbage." First of all, the riffs are nasty. <laughs> but the lyrics are just like how could you not like that I guess you know spoilers for the movie's sake they have to not like it yeah uh, so they go back home and they're like we're failures what makes all of these great bands so great what do we have that they don't and Kyle casually points out that they all use the same guitar pick indeed they do so they uh, guitar center <laughs> Yes, they do. <laughs> you go to Guitar Center to find a weird guitar pick. Because I think it'll make it. Find the weirdest rendition of Ben Stiller I've ever seen on camera. <laughs> this, ben Stiller needs to play more. This is up there with like him in Dodgeball. It's just like totally not Ben Stiller. I love it because I love Dodgeball too. Uh, so Ben Stiller, for some reason, was a roadie? I think. And he learned myth of this ancient guitar pick made from the devil's tooth. But he went so above and beyond that. Like, he went out of his way to learn Latin, a dead Latin, <laughs> just so he could translate <coughs> these ancient scrolls. And Kyle points. You just hire someone to translate it. I must then read it too? No way. 
Oh my fucking god. Anybody who can translate Latin of all languages <laughs> is gonna be like, gotta get me that devil pick. <laughs> so it's uh so they're like, where do we find it? And he's like, the rock and roll history museum has it. Hold on. I think the origin story of the pick is so fucking sick. Plus it's it's animated like tarot cards. Yes. It's all right, so, so you, you want to run through what the origin of the pick is. So the origin of the pick is this evil wizard spawns the devil, Satan, Stam, with an A missing. <clears throat> and starts like destroying shit and they battle back and forth to which a blacksmith nearby hears a fair maiden screaming, whatever, a lot of fuck or some shit. Or no, hears him fighting. That's what it was. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. I'm drunk. I'm high. Um I'm too fly for a white guy. Fly <laughs> for pretty fly for a rabbi. <laughs> <laughs> and shows up to the fight because you know if I saw a Satan and a wizard fighting I'd totally show up too and fucking whips his hammer Thor style at fucking the devil knocks him in the actually shoe. it's a horseshoe oh is it a horseshoe I thought he threw his hammer it's a horseshoe sir thank you it's been like a week since I've watched it I already forget <clears throat> yeah we're really good at recording right after we watch movies by the way Oh, so good. So he knocks off the devil's tooth and he goes, Oh, my fucking tooth. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then getting dragged back to hell because the wizard says the magical words, spoilers, foreshadowing, both. From whence you came, you shall remain until you are complete again. But he says it in Latin. And this time that I watched it through, I actually like kind of paid attention to what he said in Latin. Just because the faces that KG and fucking Jables make after he says it, they're like, the fuck does that mean? We didn't for <laughs> the earth for Latin translators. And, and yeah, that's when we get that masterful. So bit. the wizard takes the, the tooth back to his place. And after some smokes on his hash pipe, he decides he's going to turn it into a pick to give to the blacksmith as a reward. And the yep. blacksmith plays like Van Halen shit on his loot to fuck a princess. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing ever because it just shows him and it's like <laughs> I was like yeah that, that makes sense uh, so then he tells him Rockwell History Museum it's being held in an exhibit yes in the fretboard of a Gibson SG of all guitars Definitely owned by no bias there uh, <clears throat> what's his name Angus Young from ACDC was it Facts. Yes. Okay. I, so, I hate ACDC. I think ACDC is good, but they've been so over. over... ACDC is the stuff that old guys put into cool young things to make it seem cool. It's the song that you go into like some shitty bar in a small town in Wisconsin, and ACDC is always playing. It's the type of song that. Anytime a new Call of Duty game is out, old executives go, it's either Back in Black or it's Paint It Black, Rolling Stones. I'll take Rolling Stones. Um, so they go, the, they, uh, they borrow Leo's car. Which isn't just any average car. It's a driving school car. He teaches people to drive. Free car. Uh, it's a Cutlass Supreme. It's yes. important. It's important. Uh, so there's actually a deleted scene right about here. Do you know of it? Probably not. I've probably seen it, but don't remember. So they go to an army supply store. 
to get equipment for their mission. And there's a comedian there. I don't know if you remember. Have you ever seen Anchorman? Yeah. Do you know the ball guy champ? The sports guy? Uh, yeah. He's the guy who runs the army supply store. And they have a song called The Government Totally Sucks. Yes, I was going to say, I have seen this deleted scene because I saw the track list of Government Totally Sucks and I was trying to remember where they put that in the movie and I was like, hold on a minute. It's a catchy song. <clears throat> it's a catchy song, but the scene's not really like important. And I think if people were to like rewatch that movie now and hear that song, it'd be a fucking outrage. Yeah, because, I mean... They're not overly specific in why the government sucks, but yeah. this was this was Bush era. Let's be honest. I mean, it's um, a statement that still holds today. Oh, topical. So topical. Politics are not a part of this podcast. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on. So they're driving, and JB has a dream oh. that he, he gets the pick. And they performed this song called Master Exploder. Yes. Which, by the way, the video for this is fucking hilarious. And I remember vividly the first time I watched this movie as a kid. And when he busts out with four arms, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on, dude? Um, Amy Adams has a brief cameo in this. Which you brought to my attention because she was nobody back then. Uh, he physically explodes a man's head. Yep. Women just start having orgasms at the... With his voice, because it's so fucking powerful. Yeah, women start having orgasms at the bar. I I also have that effect on women. Um, Kyle has a guitar that has two lady legs, and he insinuates he's going down on it. Do you remember that? So that guitar really was made just for this movie, and they actually use it on stage in performances. Like, it is insane. It's the coolest double neck guitar on the planet. I was rewatching this, and the second he held out that guitar and went down on it, I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> I don't remember it. Uh, Such an awesome scene. So, he, uh, he gets woken up because they go to a halfway house bar. A Fun fact. House bar? Yeah, the bar is called Halfway House. Oh. Here's a trivia fact for you. That takes place in exactly the halfway mark of the movie. Does it really? Yes. That is such a minor detail that I could have gone my whole life not knowing or caring about, but fucking props to them. So they go in and they, they order food and they're going to make a plan. They order food from Amy Poehler, who has a black eye. And the funniest part is that you were like, Amy Poehler's in this movie. And I said, where? Five seconds after I watched that scene. Because when you say Amy Poehler, I just, like, her name doesn't click in my head without like realizing and being like oh Amy Poehler and the only person that she ever acts in any movie ever with Tina Fey um so she's got a black person's in love with I'm not um Mm. so what do you call it I call it Austin forgetting what his notes were she has a black eye but the joke is that JB asked her what's wrong with her eye, and she said she burned it on a, a curling iron. Yeah. But she has straight hair. <laughs> and she's looking to get you, and he goes, I'll take a tall glass of carrot juice. <laughs> she's like, we don't have that. And he's like, I'll just have water. <laughs> <laughs> Watching it, I remember that like joke when I was a kid, and it went over my head, but rewatching it now... I'm blind, and carrot juice and carrots are supposed to be good for your eyes, and he's, like, on a mission. 
And he refused to eat because he never eats on a mission. <laughs> um, so keep, keep the eyes nice and sharp. True. Um, so Kyle sees some young college women, and he decides to bail on the mission momentarily to try yes. to get laid. Which, in rewatching it now, I'm like, this isn't even realistic. I'm a mediocre looking fat dude. I know this is never happening. <laughs> <laughs> so he, uh, JB gets angry and he's drawing on his little rock and roll history museum map. And fucking Tim Robbins comes over as the biggest homeless creep I've ever seen. So my coworker, actually, my, my boss at work, <laughs> loves Tenacious D. And we always talk about this movie because it's that fucking quotable. But he does the best impression of that guy. <laughs> Scene. I was sitting down on break or something, and he'll come over and he'll be like, "Hey, buddy," <laughs> cracks me up so bad, dude. He'll do the leg swing and plop down like every time I'm sitting down. I fucking. Um, it just blows my mind that he's in this movie in that role, and it's not it's not a huge role. The man was in fucking Shawshank Redemption, <laughs> and here we are. Um. So he tells him that he knows about the pick and where it is, and he gives him a secret plan and how to get into the history museum, yeah. which is just a drawing on a napkin of two air vents and an arrow pointing to one of them. Which somehow ends up being like the best detail <laughs> for the whole. The only... So JB's like, I just talked to this creep. We got to go. And KG's like, no, nah, man, I'm going to get laid. That's my goal. The fact that the entire conversation that he had with him was while he was on the can. <laughs> right? And he's telling him about when he tried to get sick. And he's like, and it cut my leg off with the lasers. He's like, I missed that sweet ass leg of mine. <laughs> oh, God. This oh. movie is... It's so good. It's so good. Um, so from there, they split up. There is the divide. Yes. Because so, and the the question he says, "What's it gonna be, Kyle? Tits or destiny?" And Kyle says, "Tits." Shirt and says, "Tits." Uh, <laughs> so they split up. We're gonna we're gonna run through what Kyle does. Kyle goes to a club or a party, party frat house, and he tries to perform for these college girls. But what? Kyle's only the guitarist; he doesn't know the words. He does the backup vocals. So it's just him screaming, we rain, and he's playing guitar. <laughs> um, so he gets booed out of the party, and Tom Hanks' son throws a cup at his head. Who I didn't know was Tom Hanks' son, by the way, and I'm looking at the entire cast list right now because I just wanted to see what uh, Tim Robbins looked like out of character for a moment. He looks I, like Shawshank Redemption. He looks like, he looks like the whole Shawshank Redemption. Um... <laughs> Played younger Jables looks nothing like older Jables, by the way. Uh, the kid who plays younger Jables is in a show called The Goldbergs that I watch regularly. You're such a nerd. I'm such a dad. I watch sitcoms. Leave me alone. Um, but so KB's KB KG's storyline leads oh. to the song "Dude, I Totally Miss You," which I love that song so much. And it's he just sees uh, memories he's had in the bottom of a, a red solo cup, <laughs> but they're like they're Man. weird memories. Uh, JB on the other hand, 
goes to the forest and decides, I need to eat mushrooms, even though he's breaking his rule of not eating on a mission. Yeah. Uh, his mushrooms are hallucinogenic, and he has a vision that he's Sasquatch's son. <laughs> Sasquatch is played by John C. Riley. Yeah, it is, which is he's, amazing. He's not credited in the film. <laughs> He's not, even a little bit, which I think is hilarious. And you think he did it because he was just like, no, I'm totally just doing it for free because I love my guy. Or he just didn't want anyone to know he was playing Sasquatch in this film. I don't know. But (laughs) the Sasquatch song about Sasquatch being his dad is fantastic. I think it's called Um, He's My Sassafras. He's My Sassafras. He's My Um, Sassafras. <laughs> Let's take a dip in the strawberry river. <laughs> um <laughs> Oh god, that came out of nowhere. Um So eventually he snaps out of it and he runs to the Rock and Roll History Museum. Yep. Um and I skipped over some of the songs. Break in City, I believe it's called. Or is it called Storm the Gates? Storm the Gate. I don't know if that's the actual the name. I think, yeah, Break the City. Break in City, Storm the Gate is the title of the song. Uh, and he just very terribly tries to sneak into the... Rock and Roll History. Rock and Roll History Museum. The two guards, one of them is Fred Armisen, and the other guy I can't remember offhand. But they're just completely stoned. That's the joke. So he's terrible at breaking in, but they're just bad security guards. Bellamy? Huh? Ned Bellamy is the other security guard. He's been in stuff. He's been um, in stuff. <laughs> he's been in stuff. So he jumps to the right vent. Per instructions. Per the instructions, of course. <laughs> but he pulls out the instructions. <laughs> That's why I said foreshadowing, they become very important instructions. Um, Remembering to jump in the right vent wasn't easy enough. No. Uh, once he's in the vent, he, he meets up with Kyle, who actually came back because they're best buds. There's actually a little bit of uh, like foreshadowing that we missed on. Oh. When the car starts driving away and KG's going to the party, he throws a rock. Jable throws a rock that busts out the taillight. Oh, yes. And I, when I was re-watching it, I was like, oh, shit, I totally forgot that happened because like that busts out the taillight. Plays entirely into the next bit, which will be there. Yes. So um, the vent falls because Kyle and Jack are two chubby, chubby short guys. Yeah. And they break the vent, and security guards are baked, so they still don't realize they're in there. Which I absolutely love that scene because every single time I've ever seen anyone climb through a vent in any movie, I'm like, I've done HVAC. That shit's not held up strong enough to be holding entire <laughs> humans. You'd fall mm-hmm. through that shit. This is probably the only um, ever let that happen. <laughs> probably. Like, if I think about it, probably. Um, so they realize the guitar is held at the top of the guitar way to heaven in the guitar god's room at the very tippy top guitar. Yeah. But there's lasers. Freaking lasers. They'll slice you to pieces, Jack says. <laughs> when I saw this movie 12 years ago, I was, what, 11? Oh, God. I'm older than you. I keep forgetting. You're, yeah, I'm a baby. I'm just a baby. No. Um, I had never experienced, like, a security system with lasers in my life. So 11-year-old me was like, 
fuck me. That's what those lasers do? They just chop things off? No. <laughs> Hello? 11-year-old me. But yeah. So, uh, completely unrealistic idea of what security systems do, people. In case you're still one at my age. <laughs> He's... So he like dances his way through in a weird Jack Black techno song. Yeah, which and then he... 2006 was like probably the first dubstep song ever. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow he gets himself stuck near the guitar, but near the switch that shuts the guitars off. Problem is, he's just a little short of being able to touch it. So what does he do, Brandon? Just about, just about maybe, you know, one boner away, some would say. So he <laughs> utilizes the power of the cock push-up in which we know damn well he has not been practicing and this shouldn't be possible. Uh, two things I liked about this scene. Kyle saying, use the cock yeah. in the background. <laughs> and Jack, <laughs> Jack's whole face when he's trying to get it hard. On top of the entire like, close-up shot of his penis breaking through the zipper. <laughs> Just... Slowly pushing to <laughs> and then it's like suspenseful music and like different cuts to different people's faces to prove the, the suspense and he goes merp and he pushes him with his... <laughs> he's in the middle of it, he's like come on helmet head <laughs> every time I pick a helmet head nobody has a clue what the fuck I'm talking about <laughs> I'm laughing so I'm getting heartburn. <laughs> okay. So they shut the switch off. The Jack climbs on Kyle's shoulders. They get the guitar down. But they knock down all of the amps Every in the exhibit. So the guards drop their pot and decide to investigate. You know, because they shouldn't have been investigating this whole time. Uh, so Jack and Kyle utilize their power slide technique to slide under a closing door. Which, they've only practiced their power slide on carpet and moved two inches. <laughs> power slide 35 feet under a moving gate, Indiana Jones style. <laughs> so, they make it out, uh, but Tim Robbins is outside waiting for him. <laughs> and he says, give me the pick. <laughs> and they're just like, no. <laughs> Stuff your fucking balls. And I will put it in your fucking eyes. And I will put your eyes in your bull sack. He's like, come over here. Because <laughs> he's got a limp. He's like, no. <laughs> I'm just going to run away. <laughs> so they run away and the cops pick up Tim Robbins. Yeah. For being the intruder. Um, so they make it away scot-free. They're A-OK. They're fine. Problem <laughs> being, Jack threw a light in the tail light. A rock in the tail light. Tail light. Nailed it. And they're just going to pull over politely, but Kyle panics. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which leads to Car Chase City. That's the name of the game. Yes. Um, the game that he was playing prior in the beginning of the movie that we didn't mention was another bit of foreshadowing, by the way. The entire end half of the movie is spoiled in little bits of the entire first half of the movie. It's all payoffs. That's all bit it. of it. So he's playing Car Chase City, which was a real game. Yeah. By the way. Um, so <laughs> Leo sees this on the news. He sees his blue cutlass supreme careening through Hollywood. Yeah. And he calls them. And I think that's a hilarious bit where he's like, hey, guys, what's up? And Jack's like, nothing much. You're just watching a movie. But he's, 
Jack is screaming. <laughs> and you see the car like going downstairs and stuff. Oh shit. Um eventually he he uh they hit a ramp, which is what Kyle had to do in his video game that he never could. Yep. And the car explodes. It catches fire. Yeah. Uh but they snuck to a manhole underneath the car. A manhole that somehow teleports them to the entire other side of the fucking state to the uh, open mic night. It's not an open mic night. It was a competition. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, the competition. Thank you. Um, and when they get there, they have a dispute as to who gets to use the pick. Does Kyle get to use it because he plays guitar or does Jack get to use it because he sings? Which is actually funny because like, I was going to like think the same idea because like in the dream that Jack Black has he's he wears it as a necklace necklace to yeah. make his voice more powerful but that's never established that that makes that work at all even a little bit because it's a pick so yeah because Ben Stiller's lore he's like guitarists are good with it yeah it would make sense for the rage cage to be using it because that's its entire creational purpose yeah, and everyone so, used it. Had a guitar player use it. So why would this even be an argument? I don't know. <laughs> um, so they fight and they end up breaking it in half. Yep. And the club owners like, guys, don't worry about it. You had the power inside you all along. And they're Super like, thanks, bud. moment. So he picks up the guitar pick and he walks to the middle of the street and then he turns into Satan. Yeah. Which. Plot. Fucking what? Yeah. Even watching it again now, I was like, that still doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, so Kyle and Jack come back outside to find halves of the guitar pick because they believe, hey, there's just some juice in it. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Um, so they meet the devil. The devil's like, I'm going to murder both of you. And they challenge him to a rock off. Which he can't deny. How the hell? Because it's in the, that? the demon's code. <laughs> Um, what I'm sure you know the piece of trivia for the devil. So the devil is played by the one and only Dave Grohl, who uh, does the drums and vocals for the battle song "Beals of Boss." Yes. Uh, have you ever seen the music video for "Tribute"? Yeah, obviously. We'll, we'll touch on that later. He's also the devil in that. He is indeed. Uh, fantastic guy, Dave Grohl. Although I have a conspiracy. Th- we're going to tangent in a second. I have a conspiracy theory that Dave Grohl killed Kurt Cobain. Oh. oh. We're, no, we're not going to get it. This is about that after this episode, young man. <laughs> no, it's all, it's all, mm, mm, I've got it. All right. So, JK, Dave Grohl is probably a great guy. <laughs> he's, I have no idea. I've never met the man, but he's probably. <laughs> um, so, they challenge each other to a rock off, stipulation being if. Um, if Tanakh wins, the, the devil has to fuck off. Rent and go fuck himself off to hell. Yes. If the devil wins, Jack offered up Kyle to be some sort of sex slave, which that's a, that's a weird joke. <laughs> what? What? His little bitch, as he says. Which I thought that was super funny when I was 12. Now it's kind of like frightening. Especially because like half of the devil's portion of the song is him just talking about fucking KG. 
<laughs> against his will, which is weird. He's raping him, but I suppose, like, you know, I, I mean, I'm not... This was 2000-whatever. 2006, people weren't as sensitive 12 years ago, and, like, the whole idea of going to hell and being, like, tortured. Tortured. I suppose, you know, rape is torture. Which, I mean, not historical right. representations of hell in literature. Exactly. I would assume that was what would scare Cage the most. Anyways, we're getting off topic. So they perform what they believe is the greatest song in the history of the world. Yeah. And the devil tells them to fuck off, that it's a shit song. Yeah, that was fucking trash. So he shoots lightning, motherfuckers, out of his fingers. Uh, But Jack jumps in front of Kyle with his special custom guitar. Yep. To which and ricochets. ricochets the lightning bolt back into the fucking horn of the devil. And to which oh fuck my fucking horn! Yes, <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, they they spot the incantation and it gets dragged to hell. Yep. And they still don't go to open mic night. Yeah, I was actually going to say that. I was going to say, you know, they were, like, super psyched for this open mic night to pay their rent. Competition. I'm sorry. Competition. Yeah, same shit. Different toilet bowl. They never even got through the fucking doors for longer than 10 seconds before they were like, oh, shit, let's go battle the devil instead. And then they're just like, he's going to pay our rent. We don't need to do it now. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Was the deal that the devil pays the rent, like, that was due or for that month or forever? Or- I don't know. It's never stipulated. We need so- answer. I need Tenacious D2. Um, For my man. You think so, Mike Knight this time? I gotta hope so. <laughs> I, we'll, we'll get into what we want the second one to be. Let's just finish. So they get back home. They're like, we need to... They're just reminiscing about how great their adventure was and they need to record the song they used to beat the devil because it's the greatest song in the world. Yep. But they can't remember what it is. Even a little bit. So they take a hit from the bong of destiny? From the bod, man. Grab the bod. The what? The bong of destiny. And horn. they start playing and it cuts to credits, which would imply that they create the song Tribute. Yes. Which, which is probably their biggest hit. This is yeah. Tribute. Um, I, so... Little little things I forgot to mention. First trivia fact, the word fuck or a variation is used over 106 times in this movie. Damn. Um, they make a ketchup pentagram. <laughs> yes! Fuck yes! <laughs> no! And then 23-year-old oh. me was like, that carpet is fucked. <laughs> it's a white carpet. You <laughs> fucked it up. You're, a part, you're never getting your deposit back. Oh God! I'm too old to watch this movie now, man. <laughs> I'm just I. So there's a lot of little things in this movie that I remember. I thought were hilarious. I still think like before they go on stage at the open mic night the first time, the guy before them is a is a real actor who does a, a character called Neil Hamburger, and he's like, "That's my life," and he like dumps water. <laughs> Neil, Ham- and there's no contact. Neil Hamburger. Um, there's. I like the open mic night club owner who announces 
every time they get on stage. Yeah, we didn't even mention that part. We're in the dream uh, Master Exploder, and he's like, the best band ever, and they didn't make me say that because I said that, and it's the truth! <laughs> like, Jesus, take it down a notch there, bud. Uh, it's super... I, I, I watched this movie, and I was like, maybe I'm looking at it with rose-tinted glasses. Maybe it's going to age bad. Really? Dude. It ages relatively well, except for the, the weird rapey jokes about this. Like a fine wine, but 12 years later, the rape jokes are a little more fucked up. Still. Yeah. So, otherwise, fucking, this is one of the few movies that I can watch over and over, and the jokes still make me laugh, like, genuinely. <laughs> There's so many things. I was so like context. I was ordering a pizza from work because we were doing like an overnight thing. You started working at a pizza place? No, no, no. I was I was at work working overnight and I was charged with ordering the pizzas. Um oh, and my first thought is to say, go down to Wake and Bake Pizza, ask for JoJo. Tell me you want the Bob Marley extra crispy. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Like, lines in this movie that aren't even that funny are just ingrained in my brain to where, like, I just know them. It's so bad, but so good. There's, like, oh, the cops, the security guards at the History Museum, once the door closes, they're all serious, and they're like, oh, my God, you see how cool that was? After they shoot the guns, like, I've never shot this thing before. Oh, my God, it's amazing. There's, I feel like this movie, I'm going to tell you a sad fact. This movie, I got my special edition from. At Goodwill, the oh. disc wasn't even scratched. Damn, someone, someone, you know, the, the worst part is that somebody probably died and like lost <laughs> their family, donated them to the uh, Goodwill local to you, and now you have it. You also, uh, another random fact you can buy a replica pick of Destiny for, hang on, let it load, <clears throat> $6.95. Can I get a necklace? I imagine you could put it on a necklace. Order will make people's heads explode. Uh, is your voice that fucking powerful? Do you not need a microphone? Yeah. Facts. The <laughs> fucking mic catches on fire. <laughs> Dude. I immediately uh, switch over into like wearing like fishnet. <laughs> yeah, is it if you watch closely it slowly turns into Kyle's wearing a bandana and a leather vest? Yeah. And Jack is wearing like some sort of chainmail shirt yeah. and like mesh over it, and his hair gets longer. I'm bookmarking this and ordering this when I get paid. By the way, oh god. So what what do you want out of Tenacious D two? Do you still want it to be a musical? I want a new adventure, but everything else to stay the same the way the first movie did. What do you mean? Maybe a little less rape jokes, but I want it to still be a musical and I want it to still be focused on a new album. Because they are releasing a new album and touring again. Um, you'll see them as well. But, like, I want the same thing. Just a new adventure. I don't imagine that... I don't understand, like, where they're going to go with it from here. To be honest. So I have a couple of things that I want to suggest. Pitch me. I would love to see... Maybe I have two options. Either one, I want to see the Bong of Destiny actually works like the pick does and they get crazy super famous. You think one of them will wear it as a hat? I maybe they'll put it on their dicks. <laughs> um, but I think it'd be really cool to see them as like we were super popular and now we're not because Tenacious D. 
Oh, that hurt. Well, I say that, but Tenacious D, the movie, was a box office bomb. Yeah, but... Were they famous to begin with? Um, like the, or... But I think the biggest issue with Tenacious D is that, like, when they started and, like, when this movie came out and was popularized, like, parody music and, like, their style of, like, funny music wasn't, like, a thing. Like, people... Because... Like, Weird Al Yankovic, like, people didn't, like, make funny songs or, like... I don't even... I just feel and like... Tenacious D had the stick of them also being their actors... Yeah. ...who are also playing legitimate metal music. Yeah. Like, they're musicians who happen to be actors playing as musicians, making actual like, music. But their songs just happen to kind of be funny. That's just it. I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I've always... Yo, is what? I I didn't drop my phone. What do you mean? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's just because I've always gone like toward like that style. Like I like songs that don't take themselves serious. When I think of other metal bands who do like funny music, like, I just think of that beard. You were gonna say Psycho Stick, you bastard! That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> and people hate Psycho Stick, especially in our area, because like. They play the beer song every single Friday at 5 p.m. I get it. We're every all- Friday. But as a kid that grew up listening to Psycho Stick, I, one of my first Psycho Stick CDs was actually given to me by a buddy who's now passed away. I still have that fucking CD. And there's, like, legitimately good songs on that CD. Like, funny fucking songs. And one of them's called Girl Directions. I know girl directions. Girl directions. You mean turn left while I'm turning right? Like just, just give me an address. That song is fucking hilarious. Um, so here's here's my other recommendation for a sequel. I need to follow me. I'm gonna dig deep into Tenacious D uh, discography for a second. Do you know the song Wonder Boy? Yes, I love Wonder Boy. I want them to capitalize on the superhero film boom. By releasing a movie where they turn into superheroes titled young, young, Wonder Boy and Young Nasty Man. Oh, you might be onto something. Because that would be so topical that, like, everybody loves superhero movies. And Why would you not like a Jack Shaw? It would be a parodied superhero movie at that, too. Which kind of... And it would also be... It would be a musical as well. Oh, shit. If they don't make that, I'm going to be disappointed. That's flawless. Thank you. God, I have such good ideas when I'm... Um, <laughs> watching Tenacious D. Yeah, so inspired. Ah, it's such a good movie. So Bird cards. What? The, the, I'm I'm shopping. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> There's a Tenacious uh, version that looks like kind of like a Bible. I won't lie. The Pick a Destiny movie, and it's got like tarot cards in it and everything with the film, and it looks fucking sick. Oh, that sounds dope. So, Brandon, while you're shopping. Final thoughts on the movie. What do you think about it? Uh, for people that haven't watched this movie, uh, your life sucks. Watch it. Um, for everyone that has, I've never met a person that's watched this movie and not liked it. I've rarely met a person who's watched this movie. Really? I was like super surprised at first at the amount of people that I've met that like like this movie, but I try not to surround myself with people who suck, so shouldn't be that surprised. Oh, uh, I would also say this movie is... I'm sorry. Did you find another item? No, I said get better friends. Yeah, fuck friends. <laughs> Who needs them? 
Uh, I think this movie's amazing, and it brings back lots of nostalgia. And I think it's almost like a cult classic hidden gem. Yeah. Because you'll be hard-pressed to find anybody, I'm, I'm going to say broadly, not just close friend circles, that know Jack Black has a band called Tenacious D? Yep. <clears throat> let alone can identify any of their music, let alone know that there was a movie that was a box office bomb that came out. Yeah. So it's just, it's mind-blowing that, like, it isn't talked about more. My boss at work that constantly quotes this movie with me, he's been mm-hmm. a few bands himself, he's been in music for a very long time. Um, we'll walk past each other, and he'll just scream, Metal! As loud as he can with double hands up. Because I work in a factory with, like, CNC machines running constantly and shit like that, so it's loud. But he'll be mm-hmm. on the other side of the entire shop and he'll just scream, Nacho! As loud as he can. <laughs> Throw him back at him every single time. Oh, God. Brandon, I think that concludes our Tenacious D episode, at least until the sequel comes out. At least. Oh. Ooh. I can't wait. And then we'll review that. The thing is, is, like, Jack Black so blanketly and, like, vaguely said, yeah, it's coming out in October. You'll be able to see it somewhere, I think. Does he mean this October? Some does he mean in October? Does does he mean never? <laughs> I wanted so badly to be this October because they also announced their tour, which is happening in like late October, early November. And mm-hmm. it would make sense, but there's been zero news on it so far. Aside from the fact I would love that, it. I would love if it just showed up on Netflix one day. That's, and see, I even said the same thing to my coworker. I was like. Theoretically and realistically, it should just be like a, a Netflix, straight to Netflix. But the how big of a bomb the first movie was, unfortunately, mm-hmm. it shouldn't get put back in theaters. Which I think is yeah. why he was like, you'll see it somewhere, probably. I think if it hits Netflix too, it's got a better chance of like... Not if it's on Netflix and people don't know it, but they see Jack Black, they'll just fucking click it. Yeah. <laughs> And I think that's good. 100%. Uh, you want to wrap it up here? Yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, is there anything you want to bring up outside of Tenacious D? Anything you got? You were watching anything? Doing anything? Um, I just watched Solo, a Star Wars movie. Finally, Ooh. after getting yelled at for how fucking... So, we were recording episode one, and... You said they just fucking kill off Darth Maul and never do anything with him ever again. This was months ago, Brandon. This was. And I I had to keep it in and not say a word. So proud of you. I, I wouldn't have done it for me. <laughs> just yell at yourself and be like, Darth Maul's in solo, fuck you. Good spoilers. Um, Darth Maul's in solo. Uh, fun little thing that touched on me the other day. Uh, oh. I'm going to... I'm in a group on Facebook, and a gentleman in there runs a podcast called Beyond the Box Set, and they're just as they do, um, they pitch sequels from movies, kind of like we did for Tenacious D right now. A group that you should be in in a podcast you should help run? Hello? Um, And the gentleman who co-hosts it, Harry, needed an idea for a Miss Doubtfire sequel. And I I recommended... Robin Williams, as Mrs. Doubtfire, is recruited into the IMF from Mission Impossible, so he's got to wear more masks above his mask. 
And he said that uh, he's going to feature my idea in their podcast that comes out on Friday, which should be the same day as this one. So, uh, next week's news, Austin's abandoning the Magic Lantern show to be on their podcast, Beyond the Box Set. So, if you'd like to still hear Austin's voice, go follow uh, Beyond the Box Set, because Austin's a traitor. I am a traitor. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Is it Destiny or Tits? Tits or Destiny. Tits, apparently. Apparently. Uh, Brandon, I'll catch you later. Take it easy.